roles that females have, are they do they dumb them down a little bit because they feel they're not as vocal? They've got to take consideration to other more people. Do men have the ability to make bigger goals? everybody and welcome to this week's episode of Goals Do Come True, my weekly podcast. I'm Doug Bennett and today I'm joined by Jane Hume. Jane is a coach. The favourite part of her work is supporting clients to set goals that they feel are too big and then she likes to see them achieve them. She's got her own long-term goal and we're going to delve into that to find out what it is how long it's going to take her and what she's going to be doing to uh, achieve that. Now, Jane works predominantly with female health and fitness professionals. Now, that's what I call a niche. So narrowing things down, and that's something people should do on a, a you know, if you're if you're going into business, they say niche down, find something that your message works really, really well with. So, Jane, thank you very much for joining me. How are you today? Oh, thank you very much, Doug. Thanks for inviting me on your podcast. And I am very well, thanks. Thank you very much. Pleasure to be here. Excellent. Okay, so we're, we'll crack on straight in there. Is there anything else that you want to tell us and tell the world about what you do that I didn't cover in the introduction? No, a little bit perfect. of background. Absolutely, absolutely perfect. Okay. So tell us your story, how goals have formed a part of where you've got to today. Now, I know you've like had some trials and tribulations and they involve horrible men. But anyway, you've got through that and we're out the other side. So come on, tell, tell us a bit about goals and your business and how you use it, maybe even with your clients. Yeah, I always have that kind of like you call your big, hairy, audacious goal at some point, which I think I've had for many years. And that is a goal, actually, believe it or not, to live abroad at some point to probably go back to live in Greece or something like that. I kind of vaguely know what I'll be doing. I always had this for about the last 20, 30 years. But it's okay to have a goal. It's okay to leave it over there. But if you, as long as you have that in the back of your mind. In terms of goals, career and business, I've probably transitioned through about six different types of careers. So you could say perhaps I haven't had one single career goal that maybe the goal has been like everything is just a transition to get me to a different place. I think I pretty much knew at some point when I was being employed and years and years ago that at some point I did want the flexibility and the creativity and all the autonomy and everything that goes with the excitement of actually being self-employed. Did I know that I'd go specifically working into the women's health arena? Probably not because I originally started off working in manufacturing and engineering so it might sound like I'm completely never had a goal never had a structure never had a strategy but maybe had a goal just like the very very end one in mind that there's just different strategies and pathways to get there to get that goal to come true okay so so there's different pathways different strategies so which which ones do you use which is your favorite one that you use with say yourself and your clients then I think it's very much linking to whatever the big, hairy, audacious vision is, because it's taking that point that you know 
even if you have absolutely no concept really of exactly how you're going to get there or what it is. It's that thing that keeps you going, keeps you excited every day. And then it's coming down. I'm a big, big plan of doing like a 12-week plan. I think, and obviously we've been through an awful lot with pandemic and everything over last year. I think it's very, very difficult to plan for 12 months. And I think it feels very restricted because it's like you roll down, roll around, and it gets to like January. And the planning seems to be like a January to December, which seems very restricted. So I'm quite a big fan of doing like three months or, or 12 weeks, which at the moment, actually, I'm doing quite a lot with some of our clients, which, believe it or not, you know, takes us into August at the time of when this is recording, which feels more doable, feels that you can achieve more in that time. But and then bringing it down, like, what do I need to do this week? And what do I need to do today to bring me further to achieving that? But somewhere in the back of your mind, your brain probably is always going towards that big, long vision, which even if you don't know, which for some people is quite hard. And I worked with some clients and I said, well, what is your big vision? And I worked with one client and said, I don't really have one. I don't really have a dream or a vision. She kind of did And for some people, she didn't really want to share it because she said, oh, it doesn't seem that ambitious and big. It doesn't really matter as long as it's hers. And I really enjoyed working with her to to try and show her how what she does today can get her there. Now, for me, that feels quite logical. But for some people, they really struggle with trying to connect today to what might be five, ten years time. Okay. Yeah, no, no, I see that. That that can happen a lot, especially if you're new to goal setting. You know, it's difficult to get this concept of a big, hairy, audacious goal out there and then think that there's any possibility at all of finding a way to it. But I do like your like 12 week planning, pulling it back. And that seems to be, you know, sort of a, a bit of a theme through the podcast. It's like, let's look at things in a little bit of a sh- shorter term to start with. And then narrow it down into, you know, if you're looking 12 weeks, then back to four weeks and then back to weekly and then back to daily. Do you go as far as hourly or or is that too too granular? I'm quite a big fan of looking at my Google calendar and keeping things recurring. And obviously, when you see clients, I see most of them at fairly the same time each week if they've got an appointment. The big thing I'm a fan about is looking at the best time for me to do work every day so I'm a little bit of an early bird so but I tend to do you know walking and do my stuff first thing in the morning and then do with clients and I don't really work much past about four o'clock ish so I think when I look at trying to achieve goals or actions or whatever it is there's one thing setting those there's another thing setting calendar when you know that you're in the best possible energy or frame of mind to do it, I would rarely start talking to a client past four o'clock. <laughs> now that's ah, that that that's interesting. So you you're gearing this around your own personal energy levels, and that hasn't been touched upon before. To be I fair, think I come from. I mean, specifically, um, I work in women's health, and particularly a big part of my work is around hormonal health and you know holistic, you know how your whole body works, and. We very much ignore that when we're trying to put in actions and what we want to achieve. Strictly speaking, if we go right back, you know, we're supposed to work with the light and our circadian rhythms. And we kind of even things like we're only supposed to, strictly speaking, 
eat when it's light, move at certain times, work when your digestion's working the best, sleep when you're supposed to sleep, which is why a lot of people who try and burn the candle at both ends or work through nights and stuff like that really start to disrupt with their rhythms of their body. So you're almost like you're at an advantage if you start understanding, you know, most people would, it'd be optimal for them to wake up at six when it starts to get light, so to speak, and then eat around seven or eight. Best time to eat again is about half, 12, one, and then really just eat about six, go to bed at nine, 10 o'clock. So it's interesting how quick you could achieve your goals and how much you could get to do if you start working with a pattern of your body, opposed to letting your diary and other people dictate when you do things, if that makes sense. No, that does make sense. Uh, and, and that's quite interesting. Uh, I mean, it is in- interesting that, you know, most people eat breakfast at seven and at lunchtime and, and you know, eat at six. And that those are the sort of traditional times. And I didn't really necessarily appreciate until you said that, that there's a reason. It's because yeah. it works for our bodies. And that's crazy, isn't it? That, you know, something that's developed over years has just happened as a result of that's the natural thing to do. It is. And sometimes when you go back and you're trying to achieve something, we can really overcomplicate things. So if you start doing most of your movement first thing in the morning and get that done, then you start to eat when your body is designed for digestion, not when you think you want it to do it. And again, working in chunks of time where you're able to concentrate and do things. And then looking at your energy, how you're managing it. I suppose I'm like a, you know, kind of mid-50s female. So we've got to take into account hormonal changes and how that works, how you manage your time. But equally for for men as well, you know, at, at any life phase, you need to start thinking, well, when is the best time for me to do this based on what my body's telling me, not what my Google calendar's telling me and what everybody else tells me to do. And we try to cram too much in. But I think, interestingly, if I don't work past four o'clock, I'm kind of better to start working the next morning. Okay, because you're not overcomplicating things in a, 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 at a time when it's not appropriate for you to complicate things. I think so, and it is the thing. If you look at your business and if you're trying to achieve things, and I've done this more and more so recently, is how much time do you need to align to each activity to achieve that goal and trying to do the things you don't really like first of all or get somebody else to do them because how much time do we spend doing stuff we don't really need to know thinking thinking it's an action that's going to get us to our goal when probably isn't in the first place i'm I'm guessing if you're doing things that you don't really like doing it's using up too much energy anyway absolutely (laughs) absolutely and you'd advocate delegating wherever possible yeah or really looking at some things and saying do they truly need to be done you know, what is the value of them to achieving what I want to do? And I think that's quite important. So if we come back to goals, do you write them down or do you make your clients write them down? Yes. Okay, why is that that important? I think just seeing them. And if you're opening up, I've got like, you know, little journals or notebooks and you actually see them, but keeping them really simple in, it really needs to be one sentence about what they are and just maybe checking in to see if they really are a goal opposed to just being an action and a to-do thing so they have to be more of a definable outcome 
and, and a thing that will happen opposed to just like an action, which is slightly different, which obviously you, you know these things. So it's actually seeing them and I'm very visual. So I like having pictures of them, screensavers with things, because sometimes that's going in every single day when I can't actually, you know, you might read about it, but I think sometimes seeing something visual is for me a, a, a better option. I would go with that and accept that. I um, I had a, a Harley Davidson fat boy picture on my iPad screensaver for about 18 months. I mean, it was there as much for me as it was to remind Bonnie, my wife, that the Harley Davidson was coming. It's very interesting because I've just moved into this house, which I, I definitely wanted like a, a garden room type office. And obviously the one on my vision board was like, bonkers expensive with goodness knows what but when I look at him now where I am there's definite elements and there's some of the planting in this garden was the same as the pictures I kept trying to visualize so um, I mean that's a whole new conversation about do you get your goals because you visualize them and something enables you to work towards them there's quite a few other things that are quite good I've got my vision board I'd like to live in the cottage that's on a holiday the film with Kate Winslet (laughs) Right. Yes. It hasn't quite come yet, but that's there. There's various things, but maybe it's just by the look of them, seeing things all the time, that that's the goal. It's got Greek island on there and a few other things as well. Cool. But the big, big, big one is is the overseas, living overseas. Yes, I think so. I'll probably keep, you know, there'll be always something to live here, but it's always in the back of my mind. You know, will it happen? Won't it happen? But it's known that that's actually what, you every day when you think oh, I don't really want to do this you think well this could actually get me slightly closer to living on the Greek island I've got visions of like having an amazing place there to do business retreats for my own clients and then rent it out to people like you and all my other kind of <laughs> friends to come and do I want to like a retreat that's like about creative business thinking and fun opposed to being in a hotel by Heathrow Airport that's my plan no, no I, I, I like that idea yeah, I'm up, I'm, I'm up for that. I, I struggle with the idea of just going to one place in the world. That's that's just the thing, because I think there's so much world to see. You know, there's so much world to see, to um, have a place that you go back to. I know my parents used to go back to, you know, they used to go to Florida all the time, and, and they loved it. And, and and I guess it's horses for courses, isn't it? But you know, I just need to get... That was their goal, to go to Florida. That suited them. Absolutely right, and it is as you said. Well, as I said, horses for courses in that respect. So, how long have you been sort of thinking about the 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 big hairy goal? Then, I think probably from mid twenties. Okay, so it's a um, long term one. Yeah, and I wouldn't say it was a goal. It was a kind of like thing. I'd really when does when does a wish become a goal? There's a question for you. <laughs> when it has a deadline. Oh, when you put a date on it. Yeah, and can you have a vision and it not be a goal? That's a good question. That's a good, See, I'm when I'm writing my goals down, I'm writing them down as if they've already happened for the subconscious because the subconscious doesn't know the difference between, you know, fact and fiction. So that's that that's that's why I do that. I've always perceived that, you know, a dream is a dream and it becomes a goal when you put a deadline on it. Maybe to accelerate your goal of having somewhere in the Greek islands, 
you need to put a date on it. I don't need so to. it is 2032. I am looking out over the coast of whatever island it is and create that, you know, vivid picture. That's a good point. I've got a very vivid picture. I've never put very specific date because I'm thinking, well, maybe it'll happen sooner. Maybe it'll happen and next week it'll happen. Okay. Just putting a date too far in the future, make it too restrictive. And it could have happened at a different time. That's a good point. That's a good point. But um, I reckon that what, what what we need to do is we need to ramp up the description a little bit. I know you've got your picture, and that might be enough for you. And that's and, and that's the point. This is this is why we explore the different ways of doing things because everybody's different. Everybody's unique in 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 their requirements and their thought processes and how things motivate them. But I think, you know, yeah, I've got even silly things I've got on. I've never learned it because it's so complicated, but I have Greek language, how to speak Greek on my Spotify that sometimes I put on. Who knows how it's going to happen? No. Well, well, that's it. That's it. I mean, you've got to put it there, haven't you? You've got to give it the opportunity and the, the, the give it a chance because you know, it's never going to happen if you never start it up. It's quite interesting because I'm kind of leaf like the vision stuff, like that very airy-fairy. But on the other hand, I'm very clear what I need to do in the 12 weeks that's far more structured before everybody thinks that I'm sort of some hippy-dippy <laughs> concept of how planning when I am actually a business and mindset. <laughs> but in the 12 weeks, I'm very clear what do I need to do in this 12 weeks that will enable me to, within about three years, only work about three days and it must be in threes and how can I take complete three weeks off without having to hear or be or do anything for the business and that's a kind of interesting it's kind of a measurement isn't it more than possibly a goal but in three years time only work three days and take three weeks off without doing anything in the business okay and you've got Calendly right you yes. use Calendly mm-hmm. Okay, well, well, start by booking Fridays off. You Just see, don't, I don't. Working Fridays. I'm well, just... okay, then Mondays. Wednesdays. 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 So, so, do you work at the weekends? No, not really. Only no, for... no, not really. Only if it's fun. Only if it's fun. Okay, okay, that's fair enough. All right, so, so the thing to do is go through your calendly, right? Because then people will book your time with you. Now, all the people that you've already got on Wednesdays, just move them to Tuesdays or Thursdays, okay? And go through Calendly and book Wednesdays out, just as a start. You've got a three-year plan for this, so you've got to get it down by one day this year, two days next year, and three days the next year, because then it's a progress thing. No, Nobody's in on a Wednesday. Already. Nobody's in on a Wednesday. Okay, so the only thing that you've got to do then is stop working on Wednesdays. Yeah, so then I need to think as what other day do I not want to work? And then slowly bring that day in. Yes. But do you work on Wednesdays? Not really. Sometimes I do. But there's yeah. the different, definite, difficult decision, isn't it? Am I working or am I kind of like enjoying what I'm doing for work so it doesn't feel like work? Well, there's always that. There's always that. It's you know. that I don't have to if I don't want to is a really lovely feeling to have, I think. 
choice. Okay, so that 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 that's it for anybody listening out there. You know, if you want these things, I mean, I like I like to think that I can have June off and December off, and I've you know working to get my business in that position. June because I spend it in I want to spend it in the states, and then December just because it's party time. But I think I might have said that in a previous podcast but then if i say it a couple of times it's going to happen right put it out there and the universe sorts it out if you go woo woo we like woo woo on occasion have you already blocked it off in your calendar i have blocked uh, i have blocked december off uh, i haven't done june this year because obviously we can't travel this year so it seems a lot of, there's not a lot of point having the whole of june off to sit in my garden unless the weather's amazing but there's only so many things i can do in my garden so Maybe you could have it as a practice month off. See if you can leave the business and not do anything and see what happens. Test what needs to be happened. So when you go away next year, you've had a trial run. So you've ironed out any issues. Knowing that I'm just down the road if need be. Yeah. That's a good call. Yeah, see, that's another nice little idea. For people. I'll pretend that you're in the States and, and imagine that you can't only be contacted so you can iron out the creases so when you go to the states next year it's like the second time you've done it so it will fit so you'll have a better holiday in the states because you know that you've tested it i think i think that's a good call i think but i think if i look at my diary i think i've got a week off with my with bonnie and then i'm back for a week and then i've got um another 10 days off on my harley up into scotland so nearly there Nearly there. Maybe I just need to take the week off in the middle as well. Take the week off and pretend you're in America and see what comes up. Then say, well, if this had happened and I'm in the States, what could process or what could I have done that I wouldn't have had to think about it? Okay, so you like processes then as well. Process, like systems. I'm very woohoo on one end and then really like structure on the other hand because I think structure gives you freedom. Now, that's a whole, whole podcast on its own. Structure gives you freedom. We'll have to get that booked in at some stage in the future. Now, at this point, I put people on the spot. I know you had the questions beforehand, but for some reason or other, it didn't work out. But I'm going to ask you, of all the things that we've discussed, if we had something new, I need a nugget for you. Something that, like, you know, it's to do with goal setting, Something that you either use or tell your clients that we haven't discussed already that's like gold stuff. What would you say? Give us a a nugget. Gosh, maybe it's just like telling people, telling people about your goal. We haven't really touched on that. I was happened to tell somebody about the, you know, I'd love to live on a Greek island doing something. And I said, oh, I've been looking on the internet and I haven't seen a villa under about three million quid that I quite fancy. Somebody said, gosh, I know somebody that does a lot of um, investment finance and stuff like that, that they did something for somebody else. So I said, well, that's a bit bonkers. Maybe they'll give me some money at some point. Now, if I hadn't told her that, she wouldn't know. And then you never know. She's a, a professor in a business school, actually. But maybe then she'll come across somebody who comes across somebody. And that's the pathway. So I think I had a very interesting conversation with my PA who's got a few goals and ambitions and she said, oh, I can't tell you. And I said, why? She said, oh, because it will jinx it. And I said, that's bonkers. I said, and you've got to tell me now. I've got this thing I say to my clients. If they say, oh, I can't tell you. And I said, well, if you don't tell me, a fairy will die. 
it usually breaks the ice with them. And I said, do you want to be the fairy killer? No. So now you have to tell me. Um, but I said at 10, it's a very interesting concept of like, do you tell people your goals or do you think by telling people it will fix it? There you go. That's a good one. I like that. So do you share your goals? Now, I've got thought on that and I think you need to put it out there for the very reason that you said, because if other people don't know what you're trying to achieve, there's no way they can help you achieve it. Yeah. And it's or- that perhaps anybody listening to this podcast who would like to invest in the most awesome business retreat that I've got planned for a villa on a Greek island. Contact her, contact me. <laughs> you know where to find me. <laughs> Absolutely. There we go. So, And you never know. You never know what might happen. Somebody might like gel, think, have an idea, and it just makes an explosion in their head. When have you told somebody about one of your goals and then something's happened to bring it further towards you? Has that ever happened? Pretty much all the time. Pretty much all the time. I, You know, I'm, I'm a great one for for sharing, I think. And there's a lot of... A lot of stories where people have shared something and it's come true relatively quickly afterwards. Now, you've got to think, well, if I hadn't shared, would the set of circumstances have happened, which you touched on there? And quite probably they wouldn't. Or because nobody's been told, the story doesn't get out. Because, you know, if you've told something, somebody something that you want to achieve and then it happens, there's a story. But if you haven't told anybody anything and it happens, then there's no story because it's just happened. In which case, we don't hear about any of those. We only hear about the ones that have been shared. So maybe there's a lot more going on that we don't really, really know about. And do you think sometimes it's not appropriate to share your goals? Depends if somebody's going to get hurt as a result. I have muted the facts to my kids. I might leave them and move abroad. <laughs> yeah, but that, no, that's preparation, isn't it? Yeah. That's, that, that's preparation. There's nothing wrong with that as an idea. How old are your children? 21, 19, 15. Okay. 15. Oh, okay. So that was cruel on the 15-year-old because they're not <laughs> quite re- emotionally ready for that sort of trauma. Not yet, but I don't know. <laughs> Particularly being female, I think, which is quite interesting, is the concept of having goals or putting it out there what you want and being perceived as possibly being selfish for having your own goals that extend outside of the family. But maybe that's a conversation for that's def- that 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 is another that's another conversation, isn't yeah. it? Is the goals that females have, are they do they dumb them down a little bit because they feel they've got not as vocal they've got to take consideration to other more people do men have the ability to make bigger goals do you know what i'm so glad that you said that because i don't think i could have got away with saying something like that i don't see why not i can get a bit politically correct with this well yeah i mean we can all go overly politically correct but you know i do think it's an interesting concept of like are you perceived as more selfish as a female by setting your goals, whereas a man would be seen as ambitious? We're going to leave that question there. If there's anybody listening and they want to come up with the answer and they want to come up on a future podcast to discuss 
whether women are more selfish than men. <gasps> can't, can't see it myself. Oh, that's not what you said. <laughs> but it's fair enough, isn't it? When you set up as a female, you probably have to take more people into consideration than possibly if you're male. But, you know, that might make you slightly more uh, resilient to get into your goals than men. There you go, I'll twist it and save that one. Yes, thank you. And on that saved note, on that saved note, Jane, it's been a joy to have you on the show. Your details will be contained in the show notes, so anybody wants to have a chat with you. Now, it's your niche. Remind us again. Over 40 female health and wellness professionals. Okay, that's quite niche So anybody listening and you want to have a chat with somebody and get hold of Jane, her website details and information will be contained in the show notes. But that's it for this week. Jane, thank you very much for joining me. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to review and subscribe on Apple, Google or Spotify. I'd love to hear about your goals. You can share them with me at dougbennett.co.uk. 